With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, we've had week three. We've had plenty of sun again, which is uh, which is always good when cricket is what you want to be playing. So we've got plenty to talk about. Um, this week, uh, as usual, I'm joined by Sal Ali from North London. Sal, how are you? Good evening, Dan. I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Were you, were you busy yesterday? Were you standing anywhere? I was standing in the twos going between North London and Osterley. At Osterley and I have to admit, they were very, very hospitable. I had an amazing tea, which I sent a picture of to you. Yes, um, you did. Yeah, so good game of cricket. North London came out victors in the end, I think by maybe about 50 runs around that kind of margin. But yeah, good game of cricket. Played in good spirit. Excellent. You were pleased. I turned up at Twickenham yesterday because I wasn't playing about five minutes before the second eleven started their tea. Pure coincidence, I assure you. You uh, nailed that, haven't you? That gig turned up just absolutely, to absolutely. And It was curry, mate. Nobody. Curry. We're going down a different route, and it was uh, it was it was decidedly spicy. I loved it. It was great. Cool. Enough of such things. Um, we've also got um, someone who many many folks in the league will know very well from Hampstead, Ben Fraser. Great that you could can join us. Evening, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's always good to get somebody um, on who's who's played the day before, firstly, and who's played at a decent level. Um, so so we'll, we'll talk a bit about Hampstead and a bit about um, a bit about the Prem in a minute, but. Sal, I wanted to start, well, I wanted to start in Division 6. Now, you warned me about this last week, um, but th- th- there's a plague going around Division 6 and arguably a few other divisions, and that plague's going by the name of Wides. We had more yesterday, more than we could possibly imagine, right? Yeah, the, the, um, the trend continues, doesn't it, from last week? I think, was it, did we say was it 300 last week in total, maybe? 300 in that division alone last week, yeah. Yeah. And we only have records of three games, the other two games um, scorecard. Actually, one was actually cancelled and the other scorecards have been put up. So um, we are looking at another average, maybe between 80 to 70 to 80 per game, which is not great. Um, also, told, yeah. yeah, I was told as well um, that the format in that division is actually um, one-day cricket or, or overs cricket for the whole season. So there's no time format at all. So I'm hoping come August and maybe that week in September, they kind of get their rats to go, hopefully, and there's not going to be any nine o'clock finishes taking place in the dark. Well, there's going to be, though, aren't there? Because, I mean, you're going to have more wides in limited overs cricket. It's just going to keep going all the way through the summer. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. But there we go. Um, One game at 95, is that right? 95 wides? Yeah. Bahani, 38, and Norfolk Manor trumped out with 90, not 57 themselves. So, yeah, 95 and so. It doesn't, doesn't beat last week's record of 100. So, I'm um, hoping they're not trying to compete and try and get that accolade. Um, let's hope they try and get, get a less, less high score. Yeah. Um, well, my particular favourite was the CRS Cardinals game, where um, I think CRS Cardinals only managed sixty nine, of which thirty one were uh, thirty one were wide. And we'll get back to that game a bit later. There was plenty, plenty going on there. Uh, ben, you, you were saying that one of the Hampstead sides had a bit of a wide day as well. One of the lower elevens, is that right? Yeah, I think I think our fifth or sixth. I think they bowled someone out for eighty odd, and extras was forty plus of them. So uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, a <laughs> it's a, it's a play around. for everyone. It's going round. You know, you 
But, but being serious, Pandemic, it, I, I guess, find, isn't it? <laughs> yes, something like that. Yeah, it's cricket's version of COVID. Yeah. Um, but being serious, I do, I do think it's a really interesting point for captains to think about because you, you're not only giving away free runs, you're giving away extra balls. Uh, and yeah. I, I do think you're spending longer in the field. And as, as you go down through the teams, you know, spending three, three and a half hours, maybe even longer in the field, is it ain't doing yeah. you any good. So, you know, let, let's go to nets on whatever night it is at your club and just try and bowl a bit straighter because it, it's got to help in the long run, I'd have thought. I mean, an obvious thing to say, spoken by somebody who was a rubbish bowler and always batted. Um, but nonetheless, I think um, if I were... If I was sort of a captain in the side at the moment, in the league at the moment, I, I definitely want um, people bowling a bit more at the three wooden things um, at one end. Enough of such stuff. We'll get back to Division 6 a bit later. Sal, talk to us about the Prem. Plenty going on, right? Yeah, another interesting weekend this week. Um, runs seem to be the theme again, as we've been for the last two weeks. Uh, Tenants didn't so easy this, this Saturday. They played Richmond, they're sort of local rivals. One by four wickets, sorry, one by um, uh, 29 runs in the end, which made a good game of it. Um, batting second, but and again, it shows the strength and depth that Richmond um, tends to have. Ben Williams has not been playing too much this season last year or so as well. Came and scored ninety um, as as Richmond batted first. And um, Richmond got this exciting young player called Tanmay Tanwala, scored sixty three, but four wickets for captain Alistair Pollock took the um, points back to to Tellington, who now make it three out of three and have a great interesting game. So we get Crouch in. So we'll talk about that later on. Um, but talking about Crouchen, um, Ben played him yesterday. Yeah, we're, now, that was a run fest, Ben. There were yeah, runs it everywhere, was, wasn't it? It was. There's two two uh, well fantastic innings. The uh, from two Aussies, Crouchen's Aussie that well we dropped him on ten, um, and then he he just went on and it was fantastic. I think 147. I think he got, um, you know, and just took took the game away from us really. Because at one point, I think after 11 overs, they were 30 for 30 for two, maybe, or one, 30 for one. So they scored 300 off the next 40 overs. And then we we were, well, we were always in it, but just a little bit behind where we wanted to be. But our Aussie, uh, Steve McGiffin, you know, he played a gem of an innings. Um, and then we, we just fell away at the end a little bit, really. But it could, literally could have gone either way to about the last over, really. Um, I think we ended up three. I think we finished on three ten, three fifteen, something like that. Um, but cracking game of cricket. Well, it's twice now, Ben, that you've scored three hundred and lost this season, isn't it? Uh, I'm thinking well, yeah, we've scored, won... we scored three, uh, No, we beat Richmond. Well, I think you won against Richmond, didn't you? I take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we've scored three hundred twice in three weeks. Um, you know, uh, so. We just can't bowl straight. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to wide, aren't we? Yeah, but, but that's a problem. A serious question there about about batting and bowling. The balance. I mean, it, it does look a bit as if you you know your, your batting's going really well and your bowling's struggling a little. Is that is that just a indicative of the conditions, maybe, or or, uh, or are you you're thinking that there's something to work on there? Well, it's. I think it's a bit. You don't overthink it and look into it too much. Really, we played. Um, uh, Hampstead on a road against Richmond, short boundaries. And we played at Crouch End, and it was a road yeah. on short boundaries. Short boundaries. And I, I, I'm sure we'll come on to it later, but I, from what I've seen, the standard of batting, especially from overseas players like Richmond's uh, Lockie Banks, he, he only got 50 against us, but he played some outrageous shots. And then Steve yesterday and, and there was, I don't know his name, but... Um, 
it's as fine a batting as I've seen in the league for for a long time. You know, I don't. From I'm playing Twickenham yet, Ben. <laughs> no, no. Well, <laughs> so, hey, we got in a couple of weeks actually. I think the uh, that's right. Yeah. So um, as I say, yeah, the batting is uh, from what I've seen has been you know far above where it's been the last few years. Um, you know, not just like Hampstead notoriously. We've not been in the last sort of four. Well, since I've been in the club, we've not scored heavily enough. And I said to Sal pre-season that batting was the area we needed to really improve on. And uh, you know, well, from you know, if you score three hundred in two games out of three, you know, it's obviously working. But the bowl, as I say, on these small grounds as well, you know, the, the figures don't always you know tell the true story. Um, like especially with Seamers, you know, at Crouch ends, we had probably thirty runs yesterday just come from little flicks, you know, it clips the pad or it gets an inside edge or an outside, you know, it's four. Whereas on a bigger ground, it's one or two, you know, and, and stuff. And if you beat point or you beat square leg, it's four at the, you know, on the funny shaped small grounds. So, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to overthink it. But yeah, you know, look, we've conceded 300 twice as well. So we're obviously not bowling as well as we could be. But, in, you know, it's, um, you know, we're working on it, put it that way. I think also that, I mean, Sal and I have said in podcasts over the last two or three years that the whole of English cricket has been probably a bit better at the bowling thing than the batting thing. Right mm. away from the test side down to that down to pretty you know the lowest level of cricket and and that I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Now I'm not sure England's batting is, is necessarily needs to be, but I think certainly in, in league cricket and we've seen this at our club we, we we're becoming a bit a bit stronger through the sides in terms of our batting. So perhaps the pendulum simply swinging back. The bowlers for for mm. five or six years have just been slightly stronger. I also think the weather plays a role, right? Yeah. We've had fantastic weather. If you want a bit, you want a bat on nice hard wickets, and you know it's going to rain at some point, right? We're going to have two weeks of solid rain, yeah. and maybe the bowlers who are going to get the wickets at the beginning of May will pop up in the middle of June and suddenly be be doubling it around everywhere. So perhaps that pendulum yeah. will swing too. Maybe as I say, yeah, the wickets like Crouching yesterday was was a great wicket. Ours against Richmond was was an absolute road, and even Stanmore the week before, you know that was wasn't anything wrong with the wicket there. Um, yeah. But as I say, I, I can't remember seeing as many sixes. As I've I don't know whether that's the short boundaries in the in the first two of the three games are on small grounds, but I've seen can't remember seeing as many sixes here. I don't know, majority have come from overseas players. Whether you know mm. that is something in that, but as a, you know, we haven't had overseas players, have we, for for two years really? So yeah. maybe maybe it is that. But as I say, I you know. Say some of the shots yesterday, and and especially in the in the Richmond game, just outrageous, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what, what do you make of what you've seen so far? I mean, I guess you know you've only played three sides, um, but what what's your first impressions? I mean, it's standard of the league. We always say the standard of the league is, is is better than we probably think it is because you know you only uh, see your own league really on a day to day basis. But it sounds like the batting's got got better, and the bowling's still pretty good. So I guess overall, you know. Um, yeah, um, I think it's going to be as close a, a league as there there has been, and as you know, good a quality as you'll see. Really, you know, if you were watching, if you were watching that that cricket yesterday, you would, you know, obviously it's not pro level, but you would you'd be entertained. You know, two sides yeah. scoring, you know, six hundred runs. Um, 
yeah, I, I think the standard of the, the Middlesex League is like comparing it to what I've played, like the Hearts League and the Home Counties League. This is, you know, in the Home Counties League when we first went into it many years ago, um, was very high standard. You had a lot of like ex pros playing and stuff like that. But I would put the the Middlesex League currently uh, well above that standard. You know? Interesting. And I should have asked you to do this before, Ben. Apologies. But can you just give us a bit bit of a sort of background on where you've come from then in terms of your cricketing journey, if one can talk of such a thing? <laughs> so I, I started at Hartford uh, in my younger right. days when I was 15, 15, 14, 15. Uh, then I ended up at Wellingarn City. Uh, and then I did the majority of my adult cricket at Harpenden. I was there for about 10 years at Harpenden. Captain five or six of them. Um, and that was probably my most enjoyable uh, like club cricket because they were the little village club uh, struggling. And we, we won the league in the first year. And then went into the home counties. Everyone thought we'd just get... The league being the Hartford League or the Thames Valley League? The Thames Valley. We went from the Hearts League to the home counties, which is like Bucks, Bucks, Oxfordshire, um, Harpshire. Um, and you got Banbury in that thing, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Banbury was an early start, yeah. Um, Henley, um, you know, some really good sides. And tough cricket. And we, and we, we stayed up on the last day. Um, and then Harpenden took off from that, really. And it's now probably one of the, the most like, up there with the best sides in, in Hearts. Um, but I lived in West Hampstead for the majority of that time and just never, ever got round to playing at a club two-minute walk away. You know, I just got stuck <laughs> playing with mates out in Hertfordshire and things like that. And then uh, I bumped into Matt Watson in in a pub, you know, one Sunday afternoon, both hung over, ended up chatting and then, you know, the rest was history, really. Um so that's my fourth year, I think, at Hampstead now. Yeah. But as I say, I, I've, I think it's difficult the last two years because of, you know, the COVID restrictions and that. But from what I've seen this year um, and, in, and in previous years, it's the best standard of league cricket I've played in England. Interesting. Interesting. And you haven't played Teddington yet. And, um, no, no. Uh, they're the one side that Sal and I have, have sort of speculated might, might ruin this. It's a, it's a pretty open league thing because certainly that they were very good on day one. I saw a bit of them when they played yeah. Twickenham and it looks to me like they are, they're going to be the, what you measure yourself against. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, three from three. Uh, I said to Sal uh, pre-season again, that if you, that, well, from what I can see that if whoever wins the most one day games wins the, wins the league. Now that might be different this year because there's a lot, Everyone's, you know, everyone can beat everyone. I'd say, um, but yeah, you know, Teddington have always been, you know, standout sides. You know, even, you know, the last four years, um, they're a well balanced team. You know, they've got strong batters, they've got good spinners, good seamers. You know, they they all know what they're doing. You know, proper proper unit. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think the point about the one day cricket or limited overs cricket is, is well made there's simply more points up for grabs right because you've got to win. someone's got to win someone's got to lose well, yeah, Whereas, exactly you know, you know I don't know whether that's that's something that the league could look at because if if it just just comes down to who wins the most pink ball games then you kind of you know what's the point of the you know what's the point of the middle part of the season you know just get rid of the longer format then if that's you know if you all balance it up with 
don't know, bonus points for wickets and runs and things like that, you know, and draws, but um, or, or give bigger points for a win in the longer format because, um, yeah. you know, it, it, that's a tricky otherwise, one, isn't it? I, I feel otherwise, otherwise, just play pink ball cricket all year, you know. I'm... Or just play uh, no pink ball cricket. No, 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 one's, no one's ever going to go down that road <laughs> again. <I> mean, <laughs> that horse has raced off into the yeah, distance, yeah. and I've got, I've got to live with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting point, and I, I find it very hard to know what a perfect point system would be for the for the two formats of the game. And I, I don't think there is one. I think there's always going to be the chance that it might might skew a bit. But, well, um, look, I but think, personally, I think the format works really well. I'm a big fan. Yeah, well, well, I like the split. I think the split's good because it. But they're two different games of cricket. So yeah. I don't get how you can have the same points for two different formats of cricket yeah. because, uh, you know. Well, if you win the toss and bat and, and, and win the game, then you do get a couple more points, don't you? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. it's not, you yeah. know, one side bats a lot more overs, you know. So it's Again, it's a difficult balance in that, but um, I do think that's one area that could be could be looked upon. I still think it affects the type of team you are because certainly if you're a team, let me think of a team who has two two spinners who might want to bowl a lot. Um, they, they don't get to bowl a lot in limited no. overs cricket. Yeah, bats can bat all day, obviously, but uh, they, they can't. And, and, you know, I could think of a team who has two spinners who might want to bowl them a lot, but um, but so, so much better in the in, in the all-day game and, and much worse in the, in, in the limited over stuff. So I do, I do think it will affect certain teams more than others. Certain teams will do better at one of these things. And well, uh, Crack Chen, very good at the win-lose as well. Yeah, again, you know, like, if you've only got, like, for instance, us, I open the bowling and bowl at the death. So you, we, we've had to bring in another spinner for the middle overs. But, mm. you know, in the longer format, you know, so basically, you know, you say you can bowl longer uh, and you can build more pressure on batsmen as well, you know. If you're batting as well, and you you know you know that, like for instance, Crouch End, you know their main spinner, the left arm, the left armer, in the limited overs, you know he's not going to bowl ten straight because they they use him for, to take. So you then you know, it sort of takes out his element of skill a little bit because teams can afford to sit on him, going well he's not going to bowl ten here because they he's their he's their wicket taker. Um, so it's you know. It obviously, it's just different games. Well. Yeah, it's a different, completely different yeah. game. Um, but I like the split. I do like the split and the longer format because it does. It's a different, you know. As you say, you can have a spinner bowling fifteen overs and in a partnership, and and you know, club cricketers aren't aren't the best at playing spin. So you know, you do you know you do get some you know better cricket. But I just feel the points should be weighted differently for that. Sal and I will deliberate on this in depth on one of our winter pods. Yeah, it's just the type of thing where we can get our teeth into when there's not yeah. um, real world cricket to discuss. And of course, we've got plenty of that. So I was going to go back to Sal. Sal, Teddington, right, as, as Ben's just said, three out of three, looking pretty good yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, Gary and Trent did their game earlier on. And, and Sal as well, um, Richmond signed a bowler here called Will Robertson, who's had a good couple of weeks. So he took four yeah. yesterday. Um, Ben's obviously spoken about the Crouch and Hampstead game, which sounds like a real, real crack in terms of runs. Um, and it's, it does seem that, as Ben mentioned, overseas players are having an impact this season in, on the league itself. So um, North Mid, another run fest against Stanmore, um, along with the overseas, Mike Clever, who's got 91, 
Stanmore, Middlesex, had, Middlesex um, Steve Eskenazi turned out this weekend. He scored 49 for um, Stanmore, but it was another Middlesex player who's not on, on, the, on the first team yet, but could be looking to do that in the next couple of years. A guy called Max Harris, a young, young lad, had injury problems. Uh, more of a seam bowler, bowls pretty quick. Um, batting nine for North, for North Mid, scored 71 or 34 balls as North Mid scored 292 for seven. Um, and a great chase by Stanmore in reply, but they just fell short in the end. Um, finishing on two eight nine for eight. So um, as as we mentioned at the beginning, the runs certainly all of the day yesterday, um, but not so many runs scored against Ealing and at Ealing's ground at Corfton Road when they took on Twickenham. Yeah. Um, welcome, welcome on Scott. You know, Dan. I'm sure you're happy to see him get some runs. Fifty four he scored yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very different. It's ironic we were talking about you know runs, 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 and runs. And and I, I didn't go to Corfton Road. But I watched quite a bit of on um, you know being the, the the geek that I am on, on on the TV here at home before I went down to the green and um, but. Ball dominated bat, and I, I think part of that was that both sides are better with the ball than they are with the bat. I think Ealing are as well, mm. um, and yeah. I think also that the track's not—it's it's not flat, and I don't think that's a bad thing. It looks quite a competitive cricket wicket, and 150 could easily have won that game, particularly when they were 89 for six with an 11th man who couldn't bat because he'd, he'd pulled a fetlock, um, and and uh, a couple of their batters really dug in and, and made the difference. Their 50 odd partnership was what was what won the game. So I think it was a it was a, a very different type of game to, to the one that, that Ben, you know, Ben had against Crouch End and what we've seen across the league this year. It was, it was a bit of an old school sort of slugfest, uh, you know, with, with not many runs to be had. Yeah, I mean, the two guys they've got eating at home, Robbie Connolly, young lad who was injured last year, I think had a knee, knee, serious knee injury. He's back in the season. He really and, well. Yeah, he scored 60 yeah. and I think he got four to last week as well, so he's in some runs, which is good for... Again, Mungo Russell, who another player was injured last season and has, has come back, more of a seam bowler, but becoming more of a actually you know, more round of you know sort of, sort of good quality in the Premier League cricket. Um, nearly took them to victory against Stanmore in week one. Um, was out on I think the last over trying to get a boundary to win the game, so he's made up for sort of them demons he might have had. He scored thirty nine not out yesterday, so he got home seven down. Could be eight down with a guy injured, so. Um, I'm sure Ealing would be delighted to yeah. get another 10 points on the board. And the thing I say about Mungo Russell's knock, I did watch quite a bit of that, uh, on, he had it on the, the, the big screen in the pavilion, is that he was positive. Yeah, He came in and he did 60 to win. I, I don't know what the, you know, Christian was to come and he can bat a little bit, Christian Martin, but, but yeah. you know, clearly we thought we were we were in a good position here. But he was he didn't go bonkers. He wasn't trying to make every ball for four, but he's quite a big lad, you know, yeah. five steps and he's down the other end. So basically every time he hit the ball, you knew he was looking for a single. And I thought strategically they, they played the game really well and they drifted up to about 120 without, I didn't really notice they'd done anything mm. because they were taking the ones and the twos and, and, and fair play. I thought they, they kept their nerve and batted. But pretty impressively. I don't know if you know much about. Have you played against either of those guys, Ben? Um, I, I don't think I have actually. No. Um, okay. But I've they've been injured quite a bit. Yeah, uh, obviously aware of them and heard of the name and stuff like that before. Um, but yeah, Ealing. No, they're they're, all, they're good. You know, one thing you can say about Ealing is you know you're going to have a battle against them, don't you? Stickability. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was going to ask Ben a quick question. See, they opens the bowling and they've got a guy that likes to get on a bit of eating um, when he opens the batting. What's your kind of approach when he bowls Wally Wilkin? Uh, well, Close your eyes and hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope, hope he realises I don't turn it. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, I quite like it. To be honest. I want people to, you know, if people are just blocking you, that's not, you know, I open the bowling because, you you know, you're trying to get, you're trying to get a wicket early on. So, someone just wants to, 
to block you, you know, and see you off. That's not what you want. So I prefer them, you know. Introduce you to Mr. Neville Talbot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. I'm not sure if you come across Neville Talbot at our place, but. No, nah, I, I just, yeah, I prefer it, you know. Cause I'm, you know, you, all right, there'll be days when it comes off for them and they smash you out of the attack, but if they're playing shots, they're more likely to, you know, with my flat, you know, darts in at the stumps, you know, if they miss, then, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, they're out, but. You know, that's so preference, yeah. Try and try and whack me. But that's a pretty obvious thing to say, isn't it? But openers generally like the ball coming on. They're not really yeah, up for yeah. darts. You know, that's not the, the in the DNA really, is it? No, ex- ex- you know, exactly. There's a reason we all play club cricket is because, you know, we you know, we're not good enough to play pro cricket and when you when you first go in, the last thing you want is six balls that you've got to play at. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. Seem as you know, you tend if you're an opener, you tend to be able to you know leave a few early on and stuff like that and get yourself in, you know. So, uh, my theory is that you're running both straight, make them play, and hope hope they miss. Bit of a simple theory, seems but pretty logical to me. <laughs> yeah, seems you know, well, much better players than me. Have often I've heard them say, you know, see it, hit it, right? You know, just yeah, simple yeah. game if you can clear your mind and play it that way, yeah, yeah. Um, Good, good. So, last game then, the Bush, they're off the mark, yeah, right? They've got a um, seven-wicket win against Hornsey. Yeah, I mean, Hornsey's still yet to register the first win of the season. Um, and as we mentioned, it could be a long season for them. But um, the, the glimmer of hope in their side was another overseas. Mac Jenkins called 96 not out in their total two or three for eight. Um, Bush have got a new new addition, Luke Matthews, who's signed, I think, from maybe playing in, I think maybe sort of the home counties kind of area. He scored 64 not out. And mm-hmm. Joe Carrasco, I mean, just shows how strong some of these sides are. I mean, he's been playing two cricket this year. And this guy... Captain Shropshire two years ago. Um, what a county captain, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Joe Prasco first and on it out, so Bush would be happy to get off the mark and look to sort of kick on as the season goes on now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Carrasco played a bit of second team cricket last year as well, so that does say a little bit about the strength in depth at, at Shepherd's Bush. They, they've clearly got quite a lot to um, quite a lot to call on. Good, good. Moving into Division 1, Sal, what, what, what caught you right there? I see Braun has played 3-1-3, right? Yeah, they're, they're setting an early marker, aren't they? A bit like Tedenton in the Prem, um, three out of three, beat Enfield by seven wickets, comfortable win. Enfield's Joe North scored 59, but um, Adam Copley seemed to be a, a, a bowler, um, did the damage, taking four for 23. And in reply, James Sovery, um, captain, scored 42, and Tom Shaw, 57, not out. Um, but there was also an interesting dismissal in that game um, early on in the bronze winnings, where one of their players was out um, obstructing the field. We don't know the ins and outs of it totally, so we won't get into too much information about what happened there. No, I've had bits from from, from both sides, and, mm. and um, okay. not not entirely surprisingly, I'm not sure they're talking about the same incident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's definitely different interpretations as to what went on. Um, but first ball as an opener, out obstructing the field. I've never been anywhere near that. I've had some ridiculous dismissals in my life, but never been out obstructing the ball first ball as an opening bat. So, so yeah, um, yeah, in, intriguing one that. But that can't sort of deflect from the fact that Bron that it, that it go to side now, right? We putting them down as favourites. At the minute, you have to, don't you? Three out of three. Not a bad start, is it? And then they look strong as well, squad-wise, for that division. So, you know, they're, they're looking slightly... Quick question to Ben again. I mean, have you had a situation that's been dismissed in your games ever in your career? Your illustrious what? career? Obstructing, Obstructing the field? field? Um, no, I don't... Uh, like handling the ball, yeah. Like when someone... I've seen there's rolling back on the stump. Someone's sort of gone to pick it up and they've tapped it and it's sort of like, well, that's the same thing, you know. 
Um, yeah. It's a difficult one, isn't it, really. It, like, what do you do, really? If it's if it's if it's stopping the ball hitting the stumps and it's clearly going to hit him, then fair enough. But you know, I, uh, it's a, I, guess, well, I guess it's the rules of the laws of the laws, aren't they? I suppose, but yeah. it's I, I don't know. It's a, you know, it's a uh, guess situation of the match as well, you know. But first ball of the match, you know, he might be. Um, I'm not sure it was first ball of the game, but he first, was opening the batting. So yeah, the first ball he faced. Yeah. The first ball he faced. You know, uh, I mean, it's t- two things I would say on it very quickly. I just throw. For, I had one incident where some, when I was captain, someone did appeal because he didn't like the other person. They had form, and I, I just said to him, "Just behave yourself, man." You know, and, and retracted the appeal. And it's a bit embarrassing. So I'd say your own player, what you're doing, but it was like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But the second thing is, batters just leave the ball. Keep your hands away. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, oh, I've, I've never got that when uh, batters want to go and get the ball for you and throw it. Just, just leave it. You know. Yeah. That's that's what the fielders are there for. Like, I never never got that. No, and if it's going back on your stumps, hit it away with yeah. your bat. You know, just pick it up. Yeah. So, um, so that sound of you as an umpire, have you ever had uh, no, to give somebody out obstructing no. the field? No, fortunately not. Not yet. No, It'll no. come. I'm hoping not. Have you ever had a man catch? No. Mm, no, but it was one they sort of sort of. I was actually I was at the, actually at the strikers end. I was like, it's uh, tricking them, wasn't it? No, tricking them was. You're, it was actually yeah, 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 I was mm-hmm. actually I was actually at the strikers in for that one, yeah. Um, so I didn't have to adjudicate on that one, but yeah, um, we had a sort of quiet word, and I think it was just it was a friendly, wasn't it? So I think you were pre-season yeah. friendly, yeah. And then one yeah. of our guys decides to wheel out the mancad. It's like, Jesus. But there we go. Anyway, we've had enough about mancads already. Shouldn't shouldn't have raised that one. Um, so if Bronsbury that go two team, and I guess Finchley is still our 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 sort of. Um, you know, second go-to team really. They had a comfortable win as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Eight wicket, eight wicket win against. Um, I can't remember who they played now. Sorry, I've got my in front of me. Tell me down if you can quickly who they played. Actually, um, let me have a look. I've got my list actually. But I know that Harrison Mary's had a good win as well. They are Barnes, definitely Barnes, a side that's Barnes. Beat Barnes. Apologies for that. Yeah, yeah. So beat Barnes eight wickets. Um, Dom Stewart four for thirty-seven, and then. Um, Gishan Herif opened to batting. He's, he's a good cricketer, this lad. Um, scored 68, and there was when there was home by comfortable margin. Again, come to Ben, you would have played Bron and Finchie last season. What's your thought of views on them? Well, uh, Bron beat us on the last day of the season when uh, you know when we knew we were up and and stuff, and we you know we played a few youngsters and things. But <clears throat> I think Ovid does a great job there with you know bringing the youngsters through and stuff like that there. Um, Finchley, I don't. Th- uh, we played them. Yeah, we beat them at ours. I don't think I played at theirs. I missed that game. Um, you know, look, obviously, it's a difficult one. That you know, they're obviously flying in Division One. You know, and Hornsey's struggling. It seems like Hornsey is struggling, and, uh, but Stanmore are going all right. You know, it's you know, you always want the, the Premier League to be the, the best teams, don't you? But you know, is is there an argument that you know? Like in, I know in Hertfordshire they have a relegation playoff with the with the second team in the league below, because you want the better teams to come up. If teams are coming up and struggling, and then the teams going down below and winning easily, you know, is it? It's a again, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, I think Bron, you know, would you know if you build if you, again if you're building a side with youngsters, and you're up and down, up and down, it's it's tough, isn't it? But I think yeah, you know, I think they're you know, as I say, they beat us last year quite comfortably. So um yeah, I think they you know, so Overs does a great job there. 
Um, and uh, Finchley, I don't know too much about really, but I think it takes some time. To, you can have a couple of the yo-yos, and then and then slowly but surely you, you work out what the division above is really about. And and, and Twickenham did it. We've been there yeah. a couple of times. Um, and then, and then we sort of got a bit more of a grip of it, and Carlos really sort of thought, okay, this is what we need to do here. Um, and and so, so maybe Finchley and Bron could look at it that way. Yeah. You know, you, you need to go up and down, and then and then you really know what where you need to improve. I guess yeah, maybe. maybe. And, I mean, Harrison Harris is another one. Yeah, be, and again, it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, if you if you are building a side with youngsters, is it better to be winning each week, building their confidence, or getting battered every week? You know, and, and stuff like that, and. You know, it's a it's a hard one, but you know, and especially when you're in a league as competitive as the Premier League, where, as you say, I think most sides could you know beat each other on on any day. So yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, for sure. But but that is one thing about actually uh, another comparison between the Hearts League and the Middlesex League is that you don't. In Hearts, you tend to see a lot more younger players playing in, in the first teams. Um, whereas in Middlesex, you know, maybe like one, there's one or two young, one youngster per team, maybe. Um, so, why do you think that is? That's interesting. Um, maybe just well, maybe more people move into London for work and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, that was my first instinct. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, no, I'm not 100 percent sure. But you know, if you go through all the sides in the Hearts League, you know they'll be, you know, like Harpen and have like I think uh, I was speaking to their captain the other day. They got like I think he had seven under twenties in the team last week in a, in a national cup game. You know, Bishop Stortford, I know is a very very young side, but but I think it can only be something like you know, as you say, London. You pull people come in, don't they, to to work and, and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know what it's like at Hampstead, but it, we, we would get 25 new players come to us every winter. Very in standards, yeah. let's be clear. But um, 25 new players who, for whatever reason, got a job in, in London, they're probably not going to get a job in Bishop Stortford, are they? No, no. Or, or, yeah. not, not, not this in Bishop Stortford, but, <laughs> no, I mean, no, but yeah. going to be in London. If you come into London to work, you want to live in London, don't you? You don't want to live yeah. outside. You know, people tend to move out from London, don't they, when they have families to the... Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I... Yeah, we had yeah we had quite a big influx this this winter, and again maybe this year's again because you've had two years of people work not working in in London and stuff like that. Now you know back to normal sort of thing. There may be a bigger influx this winter because everyone's coming back to London or or starting the job that they would have started two years ago, for instance. Um, as I say, yeah, I think we had yeah. like fifteen maybe players turn up over the winter, maybe more from like across the grades. Um, yeah, you know. Which is what you need, really. I'm interested to see what happens as the winter, as the summer goes on as well, Ed. And again, across the whole sort of you know five six teams, because you're going to have more and more uh, partners putting pressure on to go away, right? It, we yeah, yeah, have to go yeah, away. True. Anything like a system I wanted, so availability through the clubs could well get a bit of a hit in July and August. Well, and, It'd be interesting to see how that one goes. And weddings as well, because there's not been there's yeah. not been there's not been weddings really for two. Like we've uh, we've had like well. I've had one guy. He played yesterday, but he misses that. He missed the whole of May and part of June because there's just weddings and and stags and things like that. So, you know. Well, if East Coast twos are listening, we got nine out on Saturday. 
one, one of our boys getting wet, getting married. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's from Leicestershire, so so nine of the team that played on Saturday are not playing. Yeah. So um, they may be they may be drafting in some right old codgers, Sal. <laughs> yeah, um, I wonder who. So, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, and that's going to happen, isn't it? Because yeah. it's just not been possible. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. So in, in terms of the other games, I mean, I, I was going to pick up on Harrison Marys because yeah. they okay. they had a bit of a wall. But um, but they've certainly they, they bounced back quite well this week. They won by 128 runs. Tom Pettit's now scored 200s in three weeks, uh, 132 not out. And from what I believe, he started quite slowly and then went through the gears towards the end, which always feels the most demoralising type of hundred. Um, if somebody just goes bonkers and it sixes everywhere, you shrug your shoulders and deal with it. But uh, very much in control, and and certainly Ravi Patel was, was was singing his praises when I spoke to him earlier today. So, um, and Ravi himself took three wickets as they uh, as they had a pretty you know pretty decisive um, victory really. And and I, I think they you know they will be there or thereabouts. Wembley, they, they were played two one two, um, and and they were looking like they might well be a dark horse and they may still still be that but um, I, I think that's a bit of a rude awakening that the, the, the sort of fashion they got at Harrison Mary it'd be good to see how they um, that they get on next week and they're going to Osterley next week uh, Osterley um, it was a reasonably quiet dull affair there wasn't the sale against North London from what I hear no, no, no bite of that was so I mean, <laughs> no I mean I'm, I'm umpiring at Osterley and all, all I can hear is air players on the side and watching the stream on their phones and calling out balls every, <laughs> every over and every Every ball, and then they say, "I oh, was going to the last ball, and they need three to win." And I'm thinking, "Okay," and it goes silent for about two minutes or so. Then oh, there was no sort of cheering, so that means... the feed's gone or something. Yeah, no, okay. I mean it was a great game of cricket. Um, obviously, to their credit, I mean they had a flyer seventy nine for one of twelve overs and looking like posting you know two hundred plus score. Um, then Jahid Ali, who's not normally um, known for his bowling, more his batting, but took five wickets as we bowled out for one four nine. Um, but, you know, we spoke about Sky in the, in the, in the last two pods. Kedrick Williams over here playing for them. Um, yeah. definitely, definitely turn up on Saturday. Um, from what I gathered, the keeper was sort of standing halfway back, almost in Highgate at some point. Um, off eight or nine yards, but still putting the ball through at a decent pace. Took four for 23. And at 97, we definitely looked, you know, um, underdogs in winning the game. But um, Matt Riley, uh, another person I spoke about in the past on the pod, um, he's, had lots of, he's got lots of talent, lots of ability. Um, the one thing maybe that's been questioned about him is his ability to sort of stick it out and, you know, take on the challenges that kept thrown at him. There was definitely a few words flying around from Osterley. Um, you know, I'm sure they was asking about what, he's, what he likes to have dinner when he gets home. Um, lots of chat taking place. But he stuck in there, scored a really good 50. But even so, Osterley fought back and at one three two for 9 we looked sort of done and dusted. But again, you know, resilience is, is, is something that we've developed in the side. I'm having, you know, Will Jones as a coach and being a massive difference in terms of how we approach games and our mindset behind games and you know we've worked on this in training and, and the boys um sort of took us to the last over and you know um two, uh, two sort of unsung heroes in the club um Auburn Hallgate who, who yeah, plays ones and twos cricket but it's a really good club man um and young lad Tommy Pegler who's worked really hard on this bastard in the last couple of years you know he's a, he was you know genuine number 11 two years ago whereas now he can hold his hold his own um so last over we need we need uh five to win um, don't go down to three. Who's bowling? So it's Keswick bowling. No, they had a, they had a sort of guy sort of bowling offies. Um, right. So we need um, so we need we need three or four. Dot ball, dot ball, dot ball. Go down to three off one, and then Auburn hits a six. Q and Q pitch invasion, which has obviously been <laughs> you know discussion point in football. Are you beating up the off no, That no, would no, be no. good. <laughs> no, that taking place, but. Great win, you know, really, really good. So, um, boys are really happy about that. But, obviously, to their credit, they look like they're going to be, 
you know, they've had a not a great start. They've been deducted points, um, languishing at the bottom on the table. On, on yesterday's evidence, I think they'll be picking some points up in the next sort of few weeks just based on, you know, they've got some good young players on that side and, you know, they are going to post a big score one day and, you know, win, win, win games. Yeah. Although they are now 15 points away from eighth place because they're on minus three, having picked up two points in that very close defeat on Saturday. So, I mean, you know, you, you don't go down in May, but they'll definitely want to get a big W in, the, in that column pretty quickly because you, you don't want to be sort of 15 points off eighth already. That's, that's probably, not, probably not ideal. But they've got, by the sound of it, they've got the toolkit to, to make some progress, right? I mean, look, if Keswick, Keswick played all season, he's going to take wickets. Um, it's just a matter of the bats and can they back him up with the bat and post total yeah. or, or chase down totals to you know, get to get wins in the ball. But yeah, I'll get your point about being sort of adrift already, which can be quite um, can be a bit of a you know alarming point for those guys. But obviously, they're definitely a sort yeah. of team that were up, up for you know up for a battle. Yeah, and they showed on Saturday. Yeah, well, the side that's just above them uh, on two points is Winchmore Hill. That they've they've played three, lost three, and and I. I keep thinking Winchmore have got, got a decent-looking unit there, but they, they came second best against Acton. Acton were 2-7-3 for four, which is, you know, is clearly a decent total, and Winchmore were 2-3-4 for nine. So um, they'll, they'll definitely be looking to, to try and pick up, you know, pick up some points quickly, although they're playing Harrison Marys this Saturday, which won't be easy. Um, I think the game, in the, the game of the weekend, next weekend, is probably going to be Acton v Finchley, actually. Both of them won two games so far, both definitely eyeing up a promotion slot. So that might be the... Um, that might be the one to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, in terms of Division Two, Sal, was there anything that caught your eye there in particular? And the game which was looking, you know, the top of the table of cash was the two Harrow sides, Harrow Town playing um, Harrow, and it was quite an easy. For those who don't remember, these are the two run kings, right? They score runs for fun. They score, you know, three hundred every week. Yeah, they had them in week one and week two. Except this week, whereas as you said, as you said last week, it's going to be like a low-scoring game, and you but Dan's prediction came out right. Um, Harrow all out for eighty-seven. And Harrowtown got there in 21 overs, so Harrowtown had set an early marker to um, to be decided. But, but that division, I, I, I feel, is going to be a two-half division. It's going to, as the weeks develop, we're going to, we're going to have probably four or five sides looking to get them promotion spaces, and the next five will be kind of not avoiding relegation, maybe, but just sort of languishing in that bottom half. Um, and looking at the table right now, that seems to be the case already. Well, it's four sides, aren't there, with three wins out of three. So, clearly, they haven't played each other no. yet, and they will in due course. But, yeah, already a big split. It is indeed. Um, and in terms of that, so we do, this week, we do actually have our first game where two sort of sides take each other, and that's Harrowtown and Southgate. So, that should be a good game. One to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, just a couple of other tidbits from that division that caught my eye. Um, Highgate had a good day. They they were three. They piled on 3.30 against Middlesex Titans and just a couple of individual performances that sound pretty decent. Ben Donkers, uh, who I, must, I don't know, but 118 off 69 balls. Yeah, he's like the overseas player. He's a player. Is he? That's why I wasn't OK. Yeah. Well, he's certainly, uh, he's certainly doing OK. And, and did you catch that there was a decent bowling performance for Highgate as well, Sal? Did you see that yeah, one? Yeah, he was there. Um, Jad, I mean, I'm not sure what Dan's Ben played against him. He's played for, I think he played for one, I think he played for Bucks, Buckinghamshire. Um, and he's okay. played home counties in the past. He's been at Highgate in a few few years ago, then played for, I think, North Midlands, actually. So Ben probably does know of him. Um, sort of bowls, um, sort of leggies, I think. Quite um, oh, a lot yeah. of sort of douches. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Short guy, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Useful yes. bowler. I mean, yeah, yeah, a div two bowler. Well, nine over seven maidens, three for six. So, not the worst, is it? I, 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 and, and obviously, there was a wide in that, <laughs> obviously. Goes without saying. Um, 
So uh, it couldn't even have been better. But yeah, that, that's a pretty impressive uh, set of figures, isn't it? Nine over seven maidens. So um, respect you to Highgate. They've, they've done well. They're also um, East Coast. They, they chased two, three, four against Indian Jim. Uh, and they were two, three, eight for one. Yes. You know, I think it's a decent effort. Charlie Hobday, 126. Um, Division three, Sal, anything there? Wickham House looking okay, right? Yeah, another side is, is at a perfect start. So three wins out of three for them, 30 points. Um, tight game against Ali Pali, though. I mean, Ali Pali, we've mentioned in the past, so improving side. Um, and it was the key dismissal was their overseas. Um, Sean Gomez, who we spoke about in the past, um, he, he, yeah. he was looking good at one point, but his dismissal paved the way for an 18-run win for Wickham House, um, who, as I said, looking good, good, good state at the moment. But AP still in second, which is 22 points. Yeah, looking like two good sides there, aren't they? And it looks like a, a pretty close nip and tuck type of affair. So Wickham House and Ali Pally could well be um, the game that uh, in nine weeks' time might be a pretty significant one in, in, the, in the run in there. Um, also, a couple of things to mention very quickly. Stoke Newington and Actonians never was. Uh, that game was cancelled. Um, sounds like there's a reasonably long story to this one, about which obviously Sal and I don't don't know a great deal. But uh, Stoke Newington moved their ground in the week, and um, the league weren't weren't aware of that. Um, and Actonians arrived there, weren't massively impressed with, with with what they saw, and the umpires agreed that the game uh, that it, it wasn't appropriate to start the game. So I, I can't pass any value judgment. I clearly wasn't there. Um, um, so so yeah, uh, the, the game never took place. And um, and it sounds like it was a, a messy encounter. Um, elsewhere in that division, um, London Tigers they they continued their steady progress. They beat Chiswick. Uh, for those not aware, we've been following the the league's highest ever wicket taker. Is that right, Sal? Yeah, leading, leading Yeah, 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 yeah. Still plodding along, and he, he's still on, isn't he? For his, he's going to score. He's going to take more wickets this, this season than he has score runs. Right? Can you remember the the stats from this weekend? So this weekend he he scored one run. Um, and he took. Did he take, no, he didn't. No, no. Sorry, sorry, he, he, was for, sorry he was out for. Sorry, he was out for a duck. Sorry, yeah. Apologies. First ball bowled, um, and took two for forty yep. off nine. So yeah, the wicket speed of runs this week. <laughs> yep. So in total, he has scored one run this season, and he's taken five wickets. So that's put him up to six hundred and goodness knows what in terms of his all-time league record. But I, I, he, this is happening. This is happening. He's going to take more wickets and score more runs. He was back <laughs> reassuringly back to number eleven as well after a quick. Um, a, a, a quick um, dalliance up the order to number ten, which obviously didn't last long. So, um, so, so Sam, uh, have you come across Sammy Ben? You probably haven't actually. No, I don't think I have. No, he's about one hundred and eighty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's a left arm spinner, and and I I, must, I played with him 15 years ago, and and he's brilliant. He, he's he just he, he's, he just darts it in. He, he can turn it when he wants to. He darts it in. He knows yeah. exactly what field he's having all the time. The, the, the captain can just like go and have a cigar on the boundary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and if you look at the stats, if you look at all time leading wicket takers, he, he's a long way ahead. And he's now playing his trade in in Division Three. Three, yeah. So the fourth level. Um, but as That's I say, great, he is. Hundred and eighty years old, so um, so every respect to him. He's actually a lovely guy as well. When you meet Good him as well, very sort of you know likable bloke. So yeah, yeah. We must get yeah, he is a real legend of the of the game, right? You know, if you're if you're a badger like me, uh, we must get him on the on yeah. the podcast. Well, so I just I don't know why we yeah, haven't done. We'll that. get him on one day, definitely. We'll Absolutely, Division Four. Um, so only one perfect record there. Friends United are still uh, no doubt being friendly and no doubt winning games of cricket. They got 30 points out of 30. They absolutely mullered um, Headstone Manor, 2-5-7 um, for 8 against 89. Um, 
couple of close games on this one. Pinner challenges v Kensington Chelsea. Um, Pinner scored 114. Uh, Kensington Chelsea were uh, at, at a couple of major attacks at the Collie Wobbles, but they got through to 115 for nine. So um, Pinner are bottom with six points, but they've had three two-point defeats. So something says that they're not a million miles away from um, from, from getting some decent points on uh, on the board. Also, pretty good chase down there. North London Muslims chased 254 uh, against Besbra, and they got it um, for the loss of nine. So uh, they won with five balls to spare. So some some good cricket um, going on in Division 4 by the sounds of it. Um, Division 5, Sal, anything you notice there? The two sides um, make... make... Make hay at the top at the moment, so it's Pesh one, London Sporty, broken 30 points each. Um, and at yep. the bottom end of the table, we've got United Sports who after losing to our friends, sorry, Bappa by 18 runs. A close game in the end, but um, they've they just you know ran out, of, ran out of time in the end and bowled out. Um, and United Sports so occupy the bottom space. They do, indeed. Um, one thing you notice, though, I mean, maybe it's the wide thing coming into this, but there's a lot of runs about. London Sportive won by scoring 327. And Perivale Phoenicians had a decent go at chasing it, 276 for six. So, um, so, so there are plenty of runs about. Willow Leather, remember those from last yep. year, Sal? They got yep. promoted, didn't they? And they're, they're still going strong. They scored 248 against Priory Park. So there's, there's some decent totals being, um, being posted here. Um, and that includes in, uh, in Division 6, where... Now, we've got to have the, the, the biggest winning margin that we've, we, we've experienced on the pod since we started three years ago, right? London Super Kings scored 353 for eight, in and of itself a pretty impressive performance, and CRS Cardinals roll out for 69. Wow. So we, we've got a, um, you know, a 200 and whatever it is, 87 run winning margin. Now, I, don't, I don't know if that's the biggest winning margin of the season, but I'd be pretty amazed if it's not. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that's a fair old slapping. Um, ben, off the top of your head, have you ever played in a game that's been as one-sided as that? What? Probably not, I'd have thought. Couple, a couple of times in Harpsie we've been rolled in, in three-day games early um, yep. and lost by a big big margin, like 300 plus, but um, not not in a fit like 50 over or 45 over game. Not, that's a that's a tough day at the office, that one, isn't it? That is. That is a fair old thwacking, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, 287 runs. Poor you old CLS card. You park that and come back next week, don't you? Yeah, you move on, as they say. Draw a line. Um, yeah. We also had another game cancelled there. All sorts of... I mean, I got, I got a little bit of background on this one. It sounded like it was a bit of a mess. Stallions against Kingsbury, Kingsbury Construction. They couldn't get into the ground and then they thought they could, but the person didn't have the key to the gate to get them in. They had to go through a whole sort of thicket that looked a bit like it comes straight out the Amazon to get into the ground. And then when they got there, it wasn't fit for purpose. And or, I don't know the ins and outs. Obviously, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to pass value judgment. But the game didn't take place. Um, so, so unfortunately, we had another cancellation because of facilities, challenges uh, down, down in, in Division 6 um, there. Now, we usually round up the week by talking about the highest and lowest scores. Well, I've just done one of them. The highest uh, score in first eleven cricket this weekend was three five three by London Super Kings, and the lowest score was um, sixty nine by CRS Cardinals. So um, that's the first eleven. Sal, in terms of the whole league, including the twos, threes, fours, fives, and sixes, yeah. um, anything else it's to add on that one? Score. I think Richmond Rich, Rich five last week get quite a big score. One of the lower sides got one, and they're at it again this week. They did. They got four hundred and twenty odd, didn't they? Richmond yeah, five, so Richmond yeah. fours this week got four hundred and four for four against Mitchell Hill. Um, young lad under 17 called Josh Dudley at 150, so he's one to keep an eye on for the future, I imagine. 
Um, and the lowest score, I mean, New Capstone may have featured on here before as well, the second 11. Yes, they have on the front. Yeah. The five, um, bowled out for 67 versus Banker Lions, who chased a total down for the last four wickets. Yeah. So, I mean, 67, but that's, if that's the lowest score in the entire league, is, is, that's a pretty high low score, to be honest. We've had plenty that have been lower than that. We had a 20-odd yeah. at one point last season. So, yeah, Banker Lions, nothing to be too, too, too worried about there. Um, I was going to mention a bit about that Richmond Fours game. Um, it's it, obviously they gained ten points because they won, but they also lost ten points at the weekend. And I, I have to be honest, I feel a bit sorry for them um, because Richmond had a player who registered for us at Twickenham, um, and he turned up and uh, he, he got in touch with me as league club secretary uh, at the end of March, and um, we, we registered him. And we registered him simply because he was overseas. He'd just come in from the UAE. And he mentioned that to me. He said, right, OK, you have to register all players who are overseas, no matter what level they are. And I didn't know what level he was, but just registered him immediately. Didn't hear a great deal from him then. And then in week three, we asked him to play. And um, he said, oh, I can't. It's a bit late in the week, and I'm, I'm playing somewhere else. OK, fair enough. And it turns out he's been playing for Richmond. And um, this is rather unfortunate because he hadn't mentioned to Richmond that he was an overseas player. And um, that then came out that, I mean, more because Richmond realised that there was a problem um, and they investigated with him. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I came from the UAE not so long ago. And they're like, well, you played two games for us, haven't you? And he's like, yeah, I have. Um, so, so Richmond are in a predicament here. What, what do you do? You played somebody, you played for the fours um, who... who is not actually aware of the rules of the league. You know, he wasn't even aware that he'd registered for two clubs, apparently, although quite how that works, I don't know, because he registered on our website. But the long and short of this is, Richmond self-reported to the league and have been deducted 10 points for it. Now, in my humble opinion, that's a little harsh, because you're setting a precedent now, whereas why would anyone self-report? Because you're going to get the same fine as if you didn't self-report, I guess. I mean, unless the league wants to say any different. It's just my instinct was that, um, that, that something's not quite... Rules are rules, I get that. But this is a really unfortunate situation because it's now sort of set a precedent where it doesn't matter whether you self-report, because no one would have oh. known. Um, you're going to get punished the same as if someone, you know, finds out and tells the league. Now, I'm quite happy for the league to tell me I'm wrong in that, but 10 points, so two times five, strikes me as as, as an incentive to not self-report. I don't know if you guys have a take on this. I feel, I mean, it's not often I say this, Sal, you know, Richmond, Twickenham and Teddington quite competitive rivals, but I do feel a bit for Richmond. I, I think they've just fallen between some cracks there, but maybe I'm just an old, a soppy old sod and, and the rules are the rules and they've got to suck it up. I don't bear any thoughts on this. Seems a bit harsh if you, you know, if you if you say if you self-report, you know, you, but I guess you know, I guess you know, where where do you stop them really? If you don't, it, if you have rules, yeah. then, but it, yeah, I would say it does seem a bit harsh for, you know, when they've self, you know, I think that's the only bit. Yeah. And even Richmond were like, OK, there's going to be a summit incoming here. We, we got this yeah, wrong. Yeah. We, we should have made 100% sure. But I think the self-reporting bit is quite important because, you know, you're sending a message out, it doesn't matter. Well, well, surely, you know, I guess also, surely, strong. surely you'd ask the question when you're registering, when you, you know, a bit about where you're from, what you do, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't think they did. Although, I mean, <laughs> I did, but I'm not totally sure why I decided to instantly do it. You know, I, I might have tried to find this out later and then somehow forgot, yeah. you know, but I guess process being process, you know, there's no, there's, they're not defending that. But anyway, unfortunate one. So they got 404, they got 10 points. But they're going to lose ten points it. as well. So, yeah. Um, Sal, I don't have any thoughts on this. Feel free no, to say no. I agree with what you do there. 
It's quite quite a tough one, I think. <laughs> actually, oh, thanks for that. It's quite a tough one, and I, what I thing I should say is that I think it's pretty. The guys who run our league have a whole lot of stuff to do. They have a whole lot of issues to sort out, whether it's, you know, slightly odd ones like this, whether it's getting games on, whether it's people complaining about left, right and centre. And I think it's worth remembering that, you know, good people can disagree on stuff. You know, we can disagree on interpretations and, and you have to be able to do that in the right spirit. Otherwise, these guys are volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes there's just the odd occasion in our league where people forget that and they have a go. Uh, and 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 some you know some guys deserve just a little bit of slack for all the time and effort that they put in. I will get off my soapbox and move on to other business. <laughs> so pups, we've had a bit, haven't we? We had a bit of cup action. Yeah, national um, today uh, for some games that weren't played due to last week's rain. Um, Northfield had a great result away at Chelmsford, um, who won the SSE last year. Um, bowled them out for I think just over a hundred in response to one forty-three. I think it was. So they progressed to, to the next round. Um, Stanmore, but unfortunate away at Weybridge. Close game, um, lost in the last over, and um, Crouchen also eliminated, losing to Wanstead, who's Wanstead posted two eighty five. Um, now this guy is definitely in the runs of it. So Ben had filled a raffle of Joel Curtis yesterday. Wanstead's turn today. He scored one hundred sixty five. Um, yeah, <laughs> but Crouchen fell twenty eight runs short. So they go out, which is a shame. I mean, two hundreds in what two centuries in two days is pretty impressive. So. He looks to be a player to watch out for. And he obviously goes into good form next week when they take on Tellington. So that should be an intriguing clash when them two lock horns at, at Crouchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in so Richmond are, are, are still in the competition. They, they, they'll play Weybridge away at Weybridge. And North Mid, another Essex side to take on Hadley, Hadley and Fundersley, um, which they'll be um, away to. So fingers crossed for those two sides in the next round of the National. And what sort of stage of the competition are we at? It's got to be still early, obviously. Is it the last 64 so there, or something so like that? So in or? the group stage now. So this is the group semi-finals. And you have the, then you have the group final. And then from there it goes, I think, to the last 16. Maybe wrong, but I think that's what the situation is. Okay, so it will be last 64. Kind of, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, no easy games, as, as you know. I'm sure Ben might have experienced in the past. And I think Ben's club has still in, actually harping us in the competition. So, if you've spoken to the guys about it. Yeah, ben. I think they play. So they play once, I think, Yeah, now. I think they play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a comp I've never really, every club I've played in, have never really uh, entered it really or taken it seriously. Um, but, well, it's hard as well when you, like in Hertfordshire because you have uh, the minor counties team. If you've got a couple of players that are in the, in the Hearts team, your your first team, you know, can't play on the Sunday. You know, it's not worth it. You know, so you go out in the first round or second round. So, um, yeah, I don't think many heart sides have notoriously gone well in it, to be honest. Yeah, and that's due to the fact you mentioned. I think there are a few sides that would say the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's really hard yeah. to get strong sides out. And yet other sides, the Ealings of this world, the North Mids, every respect to them, that they, they manage to prioritise it more or less every season, don't they? Yeah, fair, you know, fair play. I would, you know, I would think, mm. from what I've seen, a Middlesex side should go quite well in it, really, but... You know, you're asking people to play two days at the weekend, and you know, it's just not happening, is it? No. I mean, well, for a lot, obviously, yeah. for some sides it is, yeah. but you know. I mean, on that point as well. I mean, the side North Midpoint outside wasn't their first team. But I think it had probably um, four or five ones players. So you know, they may want to sort of strengthen for yeah. the next round. Um, but yeah, I get the point. I mean, yeah, Hertfordshire, the National County stuff is take present, doesn't it? So you've got, like you said, Ben, three or four guys playing. For them on a Sunday, you can't international competitions, can you? Because you stand no chance, really, do you? No, 
No, not unless you've got like a, you know a very good strong seconds and a lot of Colts and things like that. And yeah. you know you can get <clears throat> you can get through to the you know a bit further on, and then you might be able to pull in some players and things. But no, it's, it's a difficult one. But I don't know. Maybe it should be an, an early pre-season Saturday fixture where you, you know you can play some competitive cricket early season. But yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, I wouldn't. You know, yeah. I couldn't imagine. In our, from our point of view, at Hampstead, we, I reckon we'd probably from the first team, we'd probably get maybe two that would play two days at the weekend. If that, you know, you wouldn't just wouldn't get it. All I say is Middlesex Cup today, Richmond v Twickenham, walk over. Couldn't get a team, mate. Couldn't get a team, mate. And I just like, I mean, to be fair, we had a charity game on the green for, for, for Ukraine and stuff going on, but exactly the same as Hampstead. You know, we, we just can't be sure what sort of sides we're going to get out. And rather than, quite frankly, put send a side out for the third 11 and fourth 11 players, we, we, we had to cry off. Sad, sad, but, you know, tough. Just so hard getting people yeah. to play two, two days a weekend. There were other League Cup games on, though, Sal, right? Some sides did manage to get 11 people on the pitch and um, uh, Teddington were one of them. Yes, right? Teddington bandwagon of rolls on. They beat Acton quite easily. They scored over 300 um, and Acton were bowled out, I think, for around 240-ish. Um, and so Teddington now move on to the next stage of the competition and I can quickly tell you the next round of who plays who if you want to while we are on. Um, we're now into the quarterfinal stage. So Winchmore Hill will play Ealing. Crouch Hen will play North Middlesex, so a good local derby that one. Um, Tennyson will play Richmond, and Finchy will be playing the winners of the game we spoke about. Um, sorry, actually, no, Finchy. So Stanwall Bronze isn't to be played yet. Winners of that will be playing. Will play Finchy. Good stuff. We'll keep an eye on those fixtures as and when they come up. Cool, um, Ben. Thanks very much for coming on board. It's been great um, uh, speaking to you. Any final thoughts you want to yeah. throw in? No, just thanks for having me. You know, love to come on again. Good, good. Well, we'll take you up on that for sure. So, um, yeah, you, you may you may live to regret saying yeah. it, but we'll, we'll be back. Um, <laughs> who, who you guys yeah. got this Saturday? Uh, we've got North Middlesex actually. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, we've got a tough couple of weeks. We got we got well, we had a tough start really. Um, we go, probably have a tough end as well. Crouch, you know, <laughs> with the way the league is. <laughs> Yeah, we go. We went Crouch End, North Mid. Then we got Teddington. Oh, um, then I think it's you boys. Yeah, them, yeah. And and then and then Hornsey and Shea Boo, I think, um, in the longer format. So yeah, tough tough couple of weeks coming up. But what it's all about, you know? Yeah, exa- yeah. yeah exactly. Excellent, good stuff. And Sal, you'll be standing at the weekend. Uh, do you know where you are yet? I've got a panel game this weekend, so I won't. I sort of do know, but I won't mention it till after I've done the game. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I want to know how many wides you give, Sal. I, I want, I want the, <laughs> our first response for a, from a panel umpire about the wides, uh, the, 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 the wides issue there in whatever division you're at. But um, we'll, we'll get back to that next week. Cool. Fellas, thanks for your input. It's been Brilliant. great. We'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Dan. Cheers. Cheers. Podcast Network.